Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. Uh, uh, hello, my people. Um, this is Omole, um, and this is another episode of um, Tech Bytes by TechNext, um, where we bring you everything exciting about the tech space um, in Africa and indeed across the globe. I know this is the first time you have seen my face, but don't worry, um, I'm going to be a, a very good boy. Um, <laughs> David uh, is unavailable, and um, with me is um, Dami. I just don't like to hear Dami's voice, but yeah. We have to. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Good morning, afternoon, wherever you are. This Welcome what, to Tech Bites. This is doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm sure you know that the only thing that has uh, trended this week mm-hmm. is FTX. I'm sure if you've known FTX one. in the last two years or since when they started, you would have known FTX in at least the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's because of what has happened, um, um, you know, they declared bank- bankruptcy. We'll get to that later. Um, on our last episode, we talked about the back and forth between FTX and uh, Binance. You know, Binance wanted to um, buy um, FTX. FTX. Big brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, something happened and they pulled out of um, the bailout. Um, but yet, a lot of money has been lost and we are hearing a lot of things about the FTX. Um, yeah. Um, the owner, you know, getting loans, personal loans, the mm. the directors buying houses. Um, it's, it's a lot. lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Dami, Dami, what do you think? I mean, the trust uh, for the crypto space has taken a huge punch, right? But I feel like in the next few months or years, we would get back to where we were. Uh, I mean, it's crypto winter currently, all right? But we'll still we'll still get back to summer. The sun will shine again. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, aside news in this episode, will be, I mean, taking you through uh, as usual 10 minutes of uh, around the world of tech. And then we'll be having an interview with uh, with an icon in the tech industry in Nigeria, Mr. Austin Okere, the founder of CWG PLC, on the importance of corporate governance in tech. Right, I'm sure you'll find this uh, episode very, very interesting. And if you have not followed us, please do. Apple Podcasts, Google News, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. Just find us. It's Tech Byte, and uh, you should subscribe now. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't, um, this episode is uh, sponsored by Whitebit, um, a crypto exchange. Um, you can just check them out on www.whitebit.com. Whitebit is spelled W-H-I-T-E-B-I-T. All right. Com. Now to the news. Binance to start recovery fund for crypto projects. So... Binance wanted to buy FTX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they saw the books, and the books was not making sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> and what they put here? <laughs> and they put out of the deal. Yeah. But one thing they've now done is they want to start a project, like a crypto recovery fund for projects yeah. who run into trouble like FTX did, so that they can build them out. And some crypto Good giants, 
right have come out to also pledge support for this i mean you have justin tron justin yeah. son of tron and some other crypto projects have come out to say yes we would be pitching into this what do you think i mean is this a good step i mean if you have if you have the resources to actually do something like that please you know a lot of people have lost money people don't even have uh, they've they've lost uh, the the value that they placed on their you know crypto assets has now um, been reduced to a minimal level people are no longer people are afraid now and it's going to actually affect uh, definitely to affect um, the crypto space in the next um, coming weeks coming months um, yeah so if you can actually help uh, yes why not <laughs> be our godfather <laughs> <laughs> i mean cz is planning to be that and he, he hopes that this move would help to bring back the positive vibe about yeah. the crypto spaces we need it we need it we need yeah it. i just also hope that it doesn't bring in people who will mismanage funds again and you know because binance right. will build them right. out well uh, we don't know that what happened the back end of binance huh? but yeah <laughs> we hope we hope it <laughs> okay moving on twitter suspends twitter blue and you know lots of <sighs> bro after it so twitter said if you pay eight dollars a month yeah would you would get the verification tick yeah yeah it started and people started creating parody I mean, accounts i mean there was lebron james there was even a lot musk himself can afford eight dollars so yeah <laughs> it's just eight dollars per month so people did that and it cost lots of trouble several companies took a eat in their share prices yeah. i mean you have uh one of the airlines in america actually took a hit in their share prices and things like that and twitter had to stop that yeah and like although they plan a lot of bots fake accounts mm-hmm. you know and everything like that i, I think they plan i, I remember back. one that they declared a free i didn't remember the company that, that declared a free um um items for everyone and and everybody was like wow it's happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so musk has made also made lots of changes i mean there's been lots of resign uh resignations by people who work at twitter and, and they are sacks working too. sacks of course <laughs> and they are working against the clock right now to get it ready for november yeah, 29, 29 when they plan yeah. to launch back twitter blue and you know it's a whole lot it's a whole lot but it's actually surprising because when he announced um, the twitter, twitter blue the subscription plan a lot of people said no why should we pay that you should be paying us actually creators you should be paying us um for you know using twitter we are giving you value you need to give us value you shouldn't be paying for what we are doing but it was announced and a lot of people are, are actually actually, actually play, paid to to get to get that twitter you paid to, so you have eight dollars it's not available in nigeria yeah. <laughs> but if it were available maybe <laughs> all right hopefully when it launches back we see a global launch and um we are able to Amen. tap into it. All right, moving on. Kenya's Basigo raises six point six million dollars. Now we're back to raises. It is a very good news for the tech space. I mean, yes, it's we've is. had lots of sacks, re- um, resignations, layoff, and everything. Now, someone is raising a huge amount of money, right? And you know, the fund was led by Toyota's uh, venture capital arm, Mobility Fifty Four, and it is to provide electric buses for public transport systems in Kenya and the rest of Africa, which is good. I just imagine Danfo being an electric bus. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? It would be great. No, you know, there's one time I said uh, Danfo, uh, NRTW should have um, customer service. And one person, one person was like, you, you'll be the better person to <laughs> of petroleum. So, I to <laughs> anyway, um, it's actually good because at the beginning of this year, we, you know, we are very optimistic about the um, African tech space. We're like, we're going to get up to $5 billion this year. But mid-year, 
things there. Investors winter decay. started. Exactly. Our <laughs> <laughs> winter started early. But it was a global thing, but it affected Africa um, mostly because I, we don't know why, but investors were drawing back. Uh, so if you are seeing news like this, yeah, yeah, we should be happy. Yeah, so the buses will come in 25, 36 seater capabilities, capacities, right, with a range of about 250 kilometers, enough to cover daily round trips. That's uh-uh. That's huge. That's uh-uh. huge. All right, so basic go, all the best. <laughs> Moving on, Modus launches $75 million fund for blockchain and AI startups in Africa. Mm-hmm. All right, Modus is a New York-based venture platform, and they've launched, you know, and to support um, African AI and blockchain startups with $75 million. The fund will be completed in... Q1 2023, which could be January, February, or March. Yeah. And they hope to invest in 45 startups. That is huge. Interesting. I remember we wrote an article, technical article about um, AI and why Africa needs mm-hmm. to, you know, to be start a part of the trend. Yeah, so this will actually encourage something like that. Um, we, we cannot be left behind every time. But $75 million is huge it's, across it is, it is. 45 startups. So that's so an average. It encourage of people who have the ideas, people who already have, you know, the platforms, you know, to do better than they're currently doing uh, yeah. so is it is it is it best time to start an ai startup now ah. so you can't tap into the money <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh the fund is led by two general partners viani and andre and they are veterans of the african startup ecosystem all right uh but another interesting thing is the fund is not just focused on the vc firm it's not just focused on ai and blockchain all right the firm is also closing other investments to support insurtech fintech of course Mm, and of tech. <laughs> <laughs> so of that's course. a good one african tech get ready next year is going to be money 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 amen it's raining amen <laughs> all right so remember this uh podcast is sponsored by white beat and you can check them out so yeah Rui, over to you okay um yeah um our topic um for today is um, from the garage to the boss the role of corp- uh, corporate governance in tech um Last Tuesday, FTX um, rival Binance, you know, announced his intention to acquire FTX, but pulled out. Um, after that, after Binance, uh, Binance rather, pulled out. FTX announced that it had filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. That was on November 11. Uh, and the grass story that um, <laughs> the stories that have come out since then have been quite. Um, I don't. I, I want to use amazing. Um, amazing in a negative way um yeah the ceo and um, um sam, sam bankman fried um Go fried. the one that fried the <laughs> <laughs> the ftx empire he stepped down as ceo and now we have a new ceo john ray who is um, trying to you know revive what is left of the ftx empire um since then ftx corporate governance has come under intense scrutiny i mean the u.s has um, the u.s um, invited some um even you uh, recording in progress singapore yeah singapore said yeah. they invested and yeah. now they've lost money <laughs> yeah um so yes um fts corporate governance has come under scrutiny um as we already said um for its small and insulated circle of decision makers and for the fact that the company notably does not have a board of directors i mean one of the things john ray said is that the board of directors never have meetings so it <laughs> Was they, non-existent. If, <laughs> if the board is non-existent, how are they going to have um, any kind of meetings? According to um, so yeah, CEO and founder of venture capital um, social capital talked about um, FTX. That's um, his name is um, Pali Hapitia and um, Bankman uh, Fried's uh, red flags in an episode of an 
of the All In podcast, hosted by him, Jason and David. According to him, Bankman Fried pitched social capital while raising a 17 billion round. After his own meeting, Bankman Fried, Paliapitiya said he didn't make much sense. So it means that the flags were there. There's so many red flags. So yeah, his team at Social Capital worked on a two-page deck of recommendations for the next step for FTX if the investment talks were to proceed. FTX wasn't interested in making the changes, Paliapitiya said. Industry analysts analysts are debating the possibility of the epic failure that FTX became. And um, formidable backers such as um, Temasek and Sequa could have stopped it with some basic oversight. But at least they now have a chance to never make the same sloppy mistakes again. To talk about this, you know, the whole FTX drama, the saga, the amazing stories, amazing <laughs> in a negative way. Um, again, is um, Mr. Austin Okeri. And um, as I said, the topic will be from the garage, the boss, the role of corporate governance in tech. It's an important, it has become so important now that we have seen yeah. a big so tech guys tech are running company, yeah. on, on yeah. So yeah, Mr. Okiri, you're welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. I was I was enjoying all the news bits that you were dishing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We thought you would be on newscasters for uh, the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the first um, question is... Um, some industry experts believe that with the massacres and the business closures, the global economy is experiencing a repeat of the dot-com meltdown. Do you think um, this is just uh, what usually happens? There will be a downward a spiral, then an upward spiral. Do you think that's what is happening? Quite honestly, um, if you look very deep into history, you will find the is cycles. The question is the length of the cycle and the amplitude of the cycle. Throughout history is always boom and bust. Hmm. And it's not going to be different now, neither is it going to be different going into the future. Um, sometimes the cycle is short. So you find that the boom happens and the bus comes maybe five years after sometimes it can be 10 years after sometimes it can be 15 or 20 years but there is always a cycle the question is what is the length of the cycle the, the first question is that and the second question is what is the depth of this of the cycle in other words how deep is the bust and how large was the boom it's nothing strange it's hmm. it's always been in history Hmm. That's that's good. So, um, talking about the bust and boom in terms of new companies. So one thing that industry analysts have said is that the new tech companies that we have, they are running unhinged. I mean, startup CEOs are doing crazy things that they should not be doing. Really crazy. But there's no oversight. People are not really managing. Everybody's focused on the innovation. So yeah. we are <laughs> kind of like having according to guys, an overdose of innovation and a lack of management. Is this something you agree with? And is corporate governance going to make any difference in, in this situation? An overdose of innovation and a lack of management. Let us look at it in perspective. You have the three elements 
that make up that your innovation trip. So you have the visioner, which is usually the hustler, which we call the entrepreneur, which is what I was. So the visioner sees more than anybody else, sees further and then sees before anybody else. You know, but it also is complemented by the technology guru who helps to make sense of the vision and putting it into a, a product that, that can generate revenue and building it out. Then you have obviously someone looking after the money and the operations. These three are the tripod on which a startup is built. When the startup gets off the ground and it's gotten to a point where it's going to be institutionalized, it's going to be, you know, many startups fail, but this one is not. It's gotten to a point where it's even raised money, which means that it has a value proposition that is attractive to investors. The next thing you have to think about is oversight. An oversight that is impartial, an oversight that will guarantee sustainability. So let me break it down. A lot of people believe I started the company, so I own the company and they become superstars of the companies they founded. The truth is that nobody owns the company in the same way that you do not own the children you birth. They have a birth certificate that says I am Austin O'Kerry, I'm an individual of my own, but they, I have oversight over me when I was young by my parents. The company C of O is their birth certificate. And the, the, the birther of that company is not the owner. The company is then looked after by what we call a board of directors, which keep the management in check and help them in terms of the blind spots that they miss. And when that balance is not there, then you have the situation that, that you are calling lack of management. What it really is, is a lack of corporate governance. Yeah, so mm. it's good that you mentioned um, board of directors. Um, this yeah. is the best time to actually talk about, about that. Um, <laughs> so what is exactly is the use of a board when you already have, you know, you already have skilled entrepreneurs in the company who even started the company. Yeah. and everything. What's the use of a board? I think that question has been answered way back in the history of organizations. Uh, why do I say that? When Adrian Cadbury was defining corporate governance, it was very clear that there are interests of all stakeholders that need to be held. And those stakeholders go beyond the company, the founder, the management. It also today includes environment, social and governance. It includes the community. It includes investors. It includes the banks that lend money to the organization. How do we maintain this balance of stakeholders? The shareholders of the company have to then elect 
a board that is like the soul of the company who then work with the management to balance all these stakeholders. If that balance is not there, then one suffers and one gains. You, you just talked on the news about FTX. So the founder has gained, uh, which is some uh, bank and pride, but the investors have lost. And that is not a balance. And the new CEO got there and said there's absolutely no corporate government. Especially now where there is a lot of money chasing innovation. Uh, you find that young companies, they take a capital raise as an end in itself. And they celebrate it on social media. Some of them will launch their latest car, move into mm. their house in Banana Island. Mm. Like <laughs> but the capital raise is just 20% of the journey, if you want to measure it. It's a means to an end. The end is a sustainable business that can return the capital that was put in the business. And the rule of thumb is that if I put in $10 million, I'm expecting three times of that, which is $30 million in five years. Wow. So you have to understand the difficulty of the situation and not just celebrate the race. In fact, it's the beginning of a very hard road to travel. Okay, so uh, when you were talking about having a board, you mentioned stakeholders, community, bank, investors, and things like that. So the issues many entrepreneurs have, or some entrepreneurs now have, is that when you have this board, mostly it's filled with people, you know, maybe from the older generation, people that were not there in that small garage where the dream idea. and idea yeah. of the startup was bettered and things like that and you know in some instance they always have you know bias political um, inclinations even things personal. like that even personal ones and this might stifle innovation and you know so we've seen in instances where these founders um populate their board with their friends their yeah. families uh, even people that they are close to that they know they can maybe have some sort of control over and things like that. How would you address these fears? You see, it's not compulsory, not required, that the members of your board started in the garage with you. In fact, that is probably a too incestuous to be to be meaningful you see things from the same perspective. If that happens, then we, we begin to echo each other's opinion. We are the same. What we want is diversity. And that diversity was what Steve Jobs did when he brought Scully into Apple. And he said, listen, I'm an entrepreneur. You've managed the business for uh, quite a long time. You have experience in, in managing an institution come and manage Apple, even though eventually they fell out. It's the same reason that made Larry Page and Sergey Brin bring in Eric Schmidt, who was a seasoned uh, manager to manage Google. Today, look at where Google is. Of course, Schmidt was not with them in the, in the garage where they were starting. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that boards are filled with friends and relatives. That is also wrong. The people that you should invite to your board are people that will add value in diverse areas. 
So if you're a technology company, you probably need someone on your board who is good with legal, IP law. You need probably someone who is good with people, empathy, compassion, which are the new lexicon coming into the business dictionary. You probably need someone who is very good with institution building. He's done it before. You certainly don't need friends and relatives. If anything at all, those are the ones you avoid. Definitely because of the subjectivity. You probably need people that can call it the way it is. Yeah, so, so these are experienced, they're going people. to be experienced people then. Um, so how would you manage paying all these people, you know, because of their experience at least? So uh, it means that their pay cannot be, you know, it cannot be normal. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, how would you, how, as a startup, um, how do you think they should manage? I mean, with the fact that you still have management team again, yeah, that you are exactly. paying COO and people like that, head of something. So how would you manage paying these people? I do not think that the board is interested in a, a their main their main reason for joining is financial. If that is the main reason why they are joining you, then they are not qualified to be on your board. Hmm. These are sort of mentors. These are people that see your purpose, buy into your dream, and want to help for that dream, you know, to become to scale and to scale uh, to, to sustainability. Some of them may not even take any salary or any board fees for the, for the first few years. And you have to understand that thinking that something is expensive does not mean it's expensive when you have not tried it. The board fees is just one amount which you pay annually. It can be any amount. It can be 100,000, it can be 200,000 which you pay annually, then every time the board meets, which is typically once a quarter, you pay a sitting, a sitting allowance. It can be 20,000, it can be 15,000. So if you take four meetings at 20,000, that's 100,000. Then if you take their board fees, which is one that you pay annually at 100,000, that's 200,000. But the wealth of experience that that man is bringing, I think it is worth considering. And most times they don't even take it. It's when the business can afford it, the business is doing well, that can pay them more, then you pay them more just to appreciate their effort as well. Interesting. That, 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 that makes sense. But for, for many founders, all right, um, in the initial stages of the startup, it's just ships products, right? You want to code the product, you want to develop a service and your, your engineering team push push you dish it out yeah. you push to market it starts growing it's quite unclear at what point the board has to step in so yeah. for many what we see around us is when it's at the point of ipo you hear they are setting up a board or they are about to launch into a new country yeah. you need yeah. you hear they set yeah. up a board or they are trying to get a license maybe yeah. some cbn kind of license in nigeria or something you hear Oh, we're setting up a board to do this. So at what point exactly would you advise that startup founders consider setting a board? Right. At, at what point exactly? Actually, you are very correct that this significant event is what pushes the people that found a company to go and begin to set up a board. That is the wrong time. That's like working from answer to question. And that's when you get all the undesirables 
in your board because you are in a hurry just to get some people together in order to meet that condition. I think that you set up a board as soon as you can. As, mm. as soon as you can. And that board should not be a rubber stamp board where you just take things to them to sign. They don't even query, they don't give you any advice, they don't give you any perspective. Neither should it be an interference board because some boards are like management, they are overbearing. There has to be a balance of strategic oversight and financial oversight. And that should be done as soon as you can. Not when you are in a situation where you need to quick, quick, quick form a board. You get the wrong people. Yeah. Um, so for a tech founder who wants to, you know, um, form a board, um, what would you advise should be the composition, you know, the quality? You mentioned legal, you mentioned IP. What um, would you advise, you know, tech founders um, to at least the kind of experience you mentioned experience too but what should be the composition and quality of the uh, criteria kind of thing yeah i think a board should be diversified you have to make sure that all the voices are at the table i think we need experience i think we need uh gender balance so that we can see from both perspectives if it is a, a young company it's good to get an elderly older person to be there because they know where we're coming from even though the young people know where we're going to we need both so you need old young you need male female then you need the capability the speciality that each person is coming with you know so do you do you have strong legal in the team if not then you probably need one do you have strong people person because the company is run by people and if you don't get the people right i mean if i look at what is happening at twitter i feel so sad for that company and even for elon musk it shows that there's just no people person in the board i don't even think that there's any board holding no, elon I'm musk sure there's any board currently. and that is why you probably will find that you you ride into a ditch so it answers your question hmm. that makes sense all right i think that brings yeah. us to the end I, I don't know if you have any um last, last words. words for um startup founders and entrepreneurs especially on the topic of corporate governance yes my first my first advice is that before you raise money make sure you know what you want to use the money for make sure that you have a plan of paying back that money in the currency which you took it Secondly, note that that money is not a grant. You have to pay back three times of what you took in five years. Thirdly, know that that money you raise is not the end in itself. It's a means to an end. The three things that sustain me, one, way power. I always say this, know so much and all that you can learn about your area that you can create innovative products at competitive state two is willpower work hard if you fall down seven times stand up eight if people say give up posting go the extra mile and the third thing have patience it's not when you plant a fruit the next day you start reaping that's what our young entrepreneurs also need to learn weight power patience when you plant a fruit it first dies then it germinates then it bears fruit so you eat at the fruit level don't eat your seed 
Interesting. Weight power. Weight I, ju- power. I just learned that one. Don't get Weight that power. Tesla now. <laughs> <laughs> Weight power. Thank you so much, Mr. Austin Okiri. Um, um, everyone, that was Mr. Austin Okiri, the founder and CEO of CWG. We talked about um, corporate governance. And um, Dambi, you want to, you know, do like a recap of what happened today? Oh, today we've talked about FTX. We've talked about Basigo. We've talked about Modulus. We've talked about corporate governance right and yeah. i mean we've had some tips from corporate governance from mr Austin okay okay and that was that was very nice i've learned a lot maybe i might just become a at least i'm going home with power <laughs> that was i might just become an entrepreneur in the next few weeks i said i didn't want to become one but who knows you started with fall <laughs> <laughs> wow wow thank you everyone um for listening in and watching from wherever you are um my name is omole and this is adam larry i don't like to hear his voice anyway <laughs> <laughs> if you've not subscribed please subscribe we're on spotify we're on apple we're on google we're on amazon samsung come on what's your excuse <laughs> like what's your excuse <laughs> so once again this is tech bytes by tech next this is a weekly podcast show and um, we'll be doing it live now, starting from Akipster this week. Uh, we'll continue that next week. So you can join us on Facebook Live or YouTube, YouTube Live. Uh, All right. I will share the link anytime or before we start the just show. Just subscribe and so follow just, us on YouTube. Exactly. So you will see it. Yeah. Thank All right. You, thank guys, you again. Guys, thank you very much. See you next week. Ciao.